It's the USBs. Well, no, this is just a, like, regular-ass mic audio cable. Oh, okay. Um, so it would, like, not recognize the line in. Uh, and that makes more now... sense that the, <laughs> the Windows uh, wouldn't be able to detect the Mac or whatever. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, it doesn't really make sense, but kind of <laughs> <laughs> I'm now realizing that my... I can hear my voice in my headphones. Oh, Because my this is a gosh. line in. All right. Well, I'm just going to have to deal with that. And the people listening to this podcast are just going to have to deal with the fact that this mic is not very good. And somewhere in transit, the pop filter fell off. Bum, so, bum, bum. Where are you? Um, I'm just at work. But oh, I, right, right, I was right. like, oh, I'm just going to grab the mic I have and stuff it in my bag. And Doing work at work. Oh, well, yeah, well, the other option was play Mass Effect 2, so, I mean, at least this is, this <laughs> that is, is a that's creative a good output of my time. I hear good things oh, about that game. man, dude, I started playing that Vanguard class. Yeah, I know, that's all you've been talking about. It's so good. You're like, Vanguard, I love you so much, I wish you were my dad, I want to marry it's you. It's the most fun. I was describing it to Graz, and she was like, yep, sounds like they pretty much made that class for you. <laughs> <laughs> it is, I'm playing it on what is effectively very hard. Uh, I think it's called hardcore, and it might as well just be easy, frankly. With the vanguard. <laughs> yeah, it's just like you soften those guys up a little. You throw something out to like weaken their shields, then you hit them and go bam. You charge in, shoot them, melee. Shoot the guy next to him. Melee the guy you shot the first time. <laughs> keep him stunned. You're doing like the equilibrium moves. Yeah. <laughs> Check out my gun katas in space. He thought I was dead, but I wasn't. Yeah. Oh, man. It's so good. And it's got me so hyped for Mass Effect 3. I'm actually, probably without any real justification, the most excited for the co-op in Mass Effect 3. I know. Yeah, dude, I'm so down with that. I downloaded the demo on the Xbox because I wanted to try it out. I have not yet, but I just sort of glanced at it. And I was reading the Penny Arcade thing. I got Tycho talking about it. And he said that shit is pretty much for real. It he sounds like, like a really great idea. It's like, you know, it's got the elements of RPG, but I guess, I don't know, is everything unlocked in the the multiplayer? Like, you don't have to kind of drill up the skill tree or play with your actual character you're just kind of given a set of options i think maybe what it is is a call of duty style unlock thing where you start with a couple basic things and then you sort of because then you can just mix and match to make your classes as you see fit i don't know i didn't really understand it just at a glance but i don't care you put my multiplayer in my mass effect yeah this is what i wanted the whole time dude is, is There's still no co-op element to it, though, is there? No, it's just like this horde mode. Ah. It'd still be but, so much fun, like Final Fantasy VI, where you'd be, like, giving somebody control over the Moogle. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, here, you can have this crappy Moogle, but I'm still Edward. <laughs> yeah, but wasn't Final Fantasy VI had five... Five-member party? Or was it only four? I feel like it might have been up to six. I don't see. think it was more than five. I just remember in one of them you could play uh, multiple people, or you could you could have two players, but there was an uneven amount of party members. So not only did one person just have to sit there and watch while you played the entire rest of the game, 
but they would only have two dudes in battle while you had three. <laughs> that might be Final Fantasy VI. I don't remember. Oh, God, that was so much fun. It was just yeah. like, I mean, it's sort of pointless in that context. It's just hit a bunch of buttons in yeah. your turn. <laughs> I mean, it's like, oh, good. Doing... I'm going to use auto hit the regular use attack. Flash, you jerk. <laughs> it hits everybody. Auto crossbow. I'm so pumped for Mass Effect 3. Um, so happy that I've been able to avoid basically all story. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, n- nobody has clued me into anything. I don't know anything about what this game really? is about. There's a, I mean, uh, I'm not going to spoil your thing now, but there's a trailer that kind of gives you the gist of the game. But Well, I mean, I guess I know basically how it starts. Yeah, which man. Is pretty much alluded to. I mean... I, the reason I know that is because when they put out the last DLC, they were like, this is how it's going to lead into the beginning of the next game, which is this. Here is the beginning of the next game. <laughs> like, no. Oh, the Reavers, they found Earth, which I, I can't know. believe they even care about given the, like, <laughs> well, star system spanning civilizations that are also part of the universe. There's some pretty bog standard humans are the specialist race in the galaxy stuff going on in mass effect because so i was playing two and uh i was doing morden's loyalty mission which is like his old researcher buddy is going around trying to fix the krogan genophage yeah right and you come upon a human research subject at one point and you're like well why would they use human and, and he's like humans have more genetic variation than any race in the galaxy and that means nothing yeah, well, it means that it's maybe it's like a reverse engineered explanation of why all aliens look the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all of them are. Well, it's no, like we like only... they, they have they have other aliens in the Mass Effect world. They were like those weird, like quadruped guys who had to tell you everything because they communicate yeah, through the pheromone. Alpha. They were the jellyfish people. They needed to incorporate those dudes into some combat. I would have been so psyched. Yeah, that would be cool. My favorite guys upon replaying the game are the Volus, which are like the little fat dudes in the suit. Yes. They play them so well as like, I mean, they're, they're really just comic relief and what else could they be? Yeah, they have to be but in a pressurized so suit. Goddamn funny. Like there's this one part where you're meeting this, um, sort of underworld informant guy. And you're like, hey, what's up? I heard you have information. And he's got these two Krogan bodyguards behind him. And he's like, what? Yeah, shoot them. <laughs> and you just got this renegade interrupt. So you just click the button and you just gun down the bodyguards. And the Krogan or the Volus is just like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> like, why do I even bother? <laughs> and then, of course, there's the best one in the game, which is like, there's the mission where they're, you're like tracking down the, biotic enhancing drugs and they've got like the volus they use as a test subject who's convinced himself that he's a god (laughs) it's like you're heading up to the boss room and he's like don't worry about this i got this (laughs) and you you can stop him and like knock him out but the renegade version is just like you're like lead on buddy just (laughs) he walks into the room and he shoots a laser beam at the boss that like you know swirls around and looks really dramatic and then there's no sense of scale, so when it gets in her face, you see it's like the size of a pea, <laughs> and it just bounces off her nose. <laughs> uh... And then, I don't know why they chose this animation, but it bounces off her nose, and 
the volus, it cuts back to the volus and sort of like puts his hand up and he's like, ah, whatever, I didn't even want to try anyway. <laughs> like he doesn't say anything. <laughs> he just like waves his hand and turns to walk away. It's, it looks pretty much just like an idle animation. <laughs> but it makes us seem that much more funny. Oh, yeah, that game is so good. I know. I had really forgotten just how good it is. I, it's like, probably, I mean, the, the whole Mass Effect uh, series is, I, I don't know, probably the greatest one for me. Like In terms of franchises, Mass Effect is probably my favorite one in the past six or seven years. Yeah, definitely. I can't believe the next one's coming out in like two weeks. I know. It's going to be awesome. I'm unbelievably psyched. Just got to get my perfect save, get everything the way I want it. Yeah, I didn't even bother with any of that because I was just like, nope, too much time. Just going to well, do it on the PC. Well, yeah, I mean, now since we have been availed of PC copies, I could have just downloaded a save that vaguely fit the parameters of how my game ended. But I kind of just felt like playing it again. Well, yeah, it's totally worth it. I'm I'm jealous of the opportunity to play that game again because it's good, no doubt. Yeah, but uh, the reason we're playing it on the PC is because true fan Nino hooked us up. <laughs> yeah, we I can't express my gratitude enough. That's so cool. That email was like a gift from God. <laughs> <laughs> like manna from heaven he was like what's up i just work for ea you know whatever you want me to put some video games on your origin account <laughs> it's like i do not have an origin account but i do now give me five minutes <laughs> i actually had an origin account i don't remember what it was from i'd have to go back and look it up but apparently i bought some ea product that required me to have it in the past I, well, I had, like, like whatever, the EA account that you need to hook your Mass Effect stuff in, which is connected to the Hotmail account I never use, <laughs> which always, like, makes me feel weird putting it in. Like, this is such a lie. None of your promotional emails are going to get through. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is kind of the point. I always opt out of that stuff in the hopes that someone will actually respect my decision and not just use my nope. email address anyway. I like when they ask... Can we sell your shit to other people, too? Yeah. It's like, that is so... It's really rude and presumptuous. It's what it is. It's like, hey, you know, whatever. Why don't we just give us permission to make money off your information? That's cool with you, right? No. And pay us for the privilege to do it. It's like, all right, you gave us $60. We would like to make more than $60. By selling the information you give us. Is that cool? Oh, I know how I got an Origin account. It's because I registered uh, for the Dragon Age forum. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's, it was tied to that. Oh, yeah. You know what? Actually, I already had one, too, because my Hotmail account counted as that. I just had to download the client, and then I could log in. That's what done it. I had to look through my library and be like, what caused this? I think probably... So the worst part of uh, replaying Mass Effect 1 and 2, I started at 1, and I... Cheated the hell out of it. I put on God mode, gave myself a super gun, super speed, beat the game in probably 10, 15 hours, did everything. Uh, I go into Mass Effect 2, I'm like, man, you know, this face just doesn't look how I want it to look. And I've got like the <laughs> Xbox on and I'm comparing them, trying to get it right, but I just can't get it right. And there's some bug on the PC where eyelashes don't show up. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> but, 
So people live in a world just, of tortured eyeballs. Eventually, I just figure out there's a way to get your Mass Effect save on the Xbox. Really? Or from the Xbox onto the PC. They're, they're the same file. You just have to, like, change a header or the extension. Wow. Somebody spent so, a lot of time figuring that out. Probably not that much time. They're probably just a comp sci person. So yeah. So, I mean, I just Googled this, and there's this whole program that actually lets you edit the the Mass Effect save to your heart's content. How do you export it, though? Do you have to just unplug the... You... So, you, uh, the way I did is I put it on a USB drive. Okay. And then you oh, plug the USB so drive you into, your USB computer, into your computer. And then you need some, like, little intermediary program that knows how to read the Xbox file system. And that can snatch off the save. And then you just drop it in the folder and use the save editor on it. Cool. That seems awesome. I might have to do that because I need Tanaka Shepard to look the same. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean... It's like the only thing where I actually get attached to it, possibly because it is third person. Where most of these things, like in Oblivion, Skyrim, those sorts of games, I'm like, yeah, I'll like click on a few sliders. Well, you but... can, ob- um, Skyrim's character creation options, I felt like were li- more limited than I recalled in the past. You think? Yeah, I might just be making that up. I wanted to make a black dude, so I made a red gar. Yeah. He just, I didn't have a, that many options, I felt like. I was able to make a green dinosaur, so yeah. I mean that was sort of my plan. Maybe my problem was that there wasn't um, enough hair variety options that were total like actually passable. Mm-hmm. There'd be like two good ones, and then the rest were just ridiculous. So like these aren't real options. You only gave me two options because these other eight blow. I don't know. But I mean, that's the benefit of those games. Their faces are terrible, but you never have to look at them because <laughs> it's first person. Oh, but do you no. want to talk about? Now that we're the done drooling over Mass Effect 3. Yeah, talk about some kingdoms of Amulur. Amulur. Yeah, we can do that. Whenever Graz asks me what I'm playing, because she's, she's been away this week, so we're talking on Gchat or whatever, or texting, I just find the best way to spell Amulur. Amulur. Like five O's. I just realized only recently that when we first talked about this game, I called it Kingdoms of Amular the whole time. Same difference, whatever. No, mine's better. Amalur sounds stupid. It's it's not even so they got like the generic fantasy title, and then also reckoning is like what you pick for your subtitle. I don't know, dude. I think that all sounds kind of bad. <laughs> Whatevs. The title isn't awesome. What say you about the game? It was okay. Yeah, that's basically my summation of it. It too. was like really, really okay. I played it on hard, or I, I haven't beaten it yet, so you know my opinion of it may change. But playing it on hard definitely made it a little more exciting for me because there's actual consequence to playing poorly, whereas mm-hmm. on normal, everything is super baby mode. Yeah, until the very end of the game. I mean, maybe this is just me because I stopped doing side quests almost immediately. Once I got done with the first area of the game, there's probably like seven or eight big hubs. Uh, I was like... Yeah, I don't want to do side quests anymore because they are not any fun at all. <laughs> so the game was really easy until I got to the very last hub area. And all of a sudden, everything was like three levels higher than me. They had all been pretty much the same level for the entire game. And then all of a sudden... Yeah, so I had to like go back and 
bang out a couple side quests so I can beat the game. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, fine. I'll kill all the wolves for 50 miles. Yeah. Why you need me to do that, but I'll do it. But, I don't know. I did, I mean, I think the, I probably played it for 15, 20 hours. I don't know how long. And I think the combat held up the whole time. Yeah. But, the saving, and I think that's, a lot of people have been saying that, and I agree that uh, the thing that really makes the game fun is the the variability and the uh, the customization options for your actual combat, not just for like what your character looks like, but what he can actually do in a fight. Like that well, that is super fun. Some of the greatest things are things that you won't even run into unless you level up to the max, which is when you get to the highest point in any of those tiers. Uh, and you're picking those destinies. Uh, so the way you, in essence, define your class is by picking a destiny that gives you some bonus, like warriors get bonus to blocking and health and stuff, and rogues have a better role and do better archery. And those are all pretty generic. But when you hit the top thing in a tier, you get, like, some crazy power. <laughs> like, if you're half a rogue and half a mage, your role turns into a poison teleport. See, it's that's like, awesome. Like, but why didn't they put that way earlier? Like, <laughs> halfway through the game? Because I was not even close to seeing that stuff. <laughs> like, when I when I beat the game, I just got the last tier of powers. Like, I was pure rogue the whole way. And I had just unlocked the top one, which I think is, like, six. Yeah, but doesn't that make the grinding that they, they offer a little more satisfying? There's actually a, a real reward... To going and doing all these stupid fetch quests or you know grinding out this dungeon with this in- ungrateful uh npc like that was i mean the i will say i the combat really is the highlight of the game um because i mean in skyrim like the combat blows but some of the dungeons were like legitimately fun and there'd yeah. be a little story that would happen inside of them well the one that everybody always talks about in skyrim I, from perusing the internet, is there's this mine you go into, and as you go through the mine, you read about this story of these two people bought the mine together, and they're like, "Oh, there's no, there's no gold here. We were, we were flimflammed." And one day, the other guy's mining, mining partner disappears, and he's like, "Well, I guess he just ran out on me." And if you explore the place enough, you find this hidden gold vein and a dead body, <laughs> crushed in a cave-in. So it turned out the guy had like found the fortune and died before he could tell anybody. Yeah. So I mean that's kind of neat. Yeah, uh, and there aren't and there aren't too many the, moments like that in uh, Kingdoms uh, of Amalur. Frankly, in my experience, there are none. <laughs> like it is, <laughs> it is the least interesting story I've ever heard, especially since it has like such a great premise. Because I mean, I'm totally down with this whole idea that you know you've got this unkillable foe. And really the coolest idea in the game is that the there's this whole race of people that are sort of just playing out the same lives over and over again. And fate is this big component in this world where everybody just sort of plays along with fate and your character is like without fate and that's a really big deal and so you can change the future. And in doing so, I guess you've sort of screwed up the timeline so people are dying when they shouldn't die. And then you can, you or other people can kind of find a way to insinuate themselves into these living narratives. 
they're like essentially plays that people spend their whole life reenacting. Oh yeah, because you can if you interpret the threads of fate, quote unquote. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a that's a really cool idea, and it's not something I'm that familiar with. I'm sure some fantasy writer has thought of it before. So you you go to a part one part pretty early in the game, you run into this chick who's like. I'm a treasure hunter, and I really want to get this ring. But to get the ring, we have to, like, reenact the whole story of these people's lives. So go get me some antelope heads to prove your prowess as a hunter, because you're going to be, like, the dude, and I'm going to be the chick. <laughs> and that part's really cool, but most of that stuff is, like, find a whole bunch of books. Yeah. Hey, he got, like, any reagents for me? Yeah, it all just becomes kind of random fetch quests. Probably my biggest problem with the game is that it's like, well, you kind of just made a single-player MMO, didn't you? Yeah. That's exactly what it feels like. Like, you run into town, you grab a whole bunch of quests, you run back out of town, you do some dumb crap, like, you go back. And I constantly felt like they weren't explaining anything in the game to me. And I was paying attention. Like, it's not like I was, like, just sort of spacing out. I was skipping the dialogue, but I was reading it all. I just wasn't waiting yeah, for them to... you were just reading faster than the, the guy um, was talking. With I the think dramatic the game... Pauses. Yeah, the game just, just, like, assumes you have all this information, or that it... The game thinks it's conveying information better than it actually is. I think it's a problem. And it's so evident from, like, the very beginning of the game. Like, you run into that Fate Weaver guy, mm-hmm. and... uh one of your options in the dialogue is like, you're drunk. And it's like, what? Like, he was not acting drunk. (laughs) He was just talking like a normal dude. And then you click on you're drunk, and he's like, well, of course I'm drunk. And then, (laughs) Of course. I'm sitting out here in a meadow. In the same area, you run into like a gnome being attacked by a bear, and he's one of the gnomes that... uh, like dropped you off in the pit in the beginning of the game because the story is like you're a dead body and they were trying to find a way to resurrect people to fight this war with these unkillable elves because the elves are unkillable so they need unkillable stuff too uh so you run into the gnome that dropped your body off in the beginning of the game and you're all like you betrayed us and i was like what and he's like Duh, they made me do it. And I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, like, those gnomes is... never betrayed anybody. This you get like... dumped off and then somehow the, uh, the, I don't even remember the name of the elf people. The Tuatha. Yeah, the Tuatha show up and just start killing everybody. There's never any, someone like disappearing into a shadowy corner. Like, hey, why is that guy there? <gasps> He's betraying us. Yeah, I know. So that's just like, and it kind of gets worse as it goes on to the point where I was just like, so not interested in any of it. Like, did you get to the part where you have to... There's a part where you have to, like, help this general get a spear. Yeah. I was like, why am I here? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't even bother to read most of the dialogue, so I was not paying attention. I was just I trying to get like, more sweet, it is, sweet. It is my downright build. bad. Like, the voice acting is bad. The world building is terrible. <laughs> And what's really kind of weird is that much of the pedigree of the game was sort of that it has that Salvatore guy who well, had yeah, I mean, that's all these a fantasy thing, novels. Is that when they send out all these emails, because uh, that's the best part about, you know, sending unsolicited emails to people uh, being like, hey, can I get a review copy of your game? Frequently, you are not good enough to get a review copy, but you are good enough to be put on their mailing list. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it's like, thanks for that, I guess. Uh, so they're like, interview with visionary Todd McFarlane. But they never had like, interview with dude who actually knows how to make a video game, not someone who's just drawing tits on mermaids. <laughs> which is a, which is an enemy type in this game. Yep, it's true. I have seen them. The mermaids and the tits, that is. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how they... They that pass muster, but yeah, but I don't really care because uh, it definitely scratched a pretty big itch for me, which was like this MMO style game, but with combat that's actually fun. Because that was all yeah. my problem with like trying to do any of like you know World of Warcraft or Final Fantasy or any of the those games is that like not only yeah. am I doing these random fetch quests, but then when I actually get to the part of the game that's supposed to be exciting, the combat, You're hitting like one, it is not two, exciting. One. Yeah. Two, two, two. I remember when, uh, when, when me and Grotz first started dating, we were like texting back and forth. I was like, let's play World of Warcraft. And she was like, okay, let's play. And I was like, okay. And I just typed one, 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 two, one, 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 one. <laughs> She's like, sounds like an epic battle. <laughs> And they're all that way, but I mean, like this one at least introduced uh, a great deal of variability, not only into like the combat itself, but uh, the way your character functioned inside that combat. Yeah, I needed two things. I want a light and a heavy attack, way more than I want the ability to use two weapons at once, because there's no reason to change between one or the other during a combo, and. I want more hotkeys. No, I see. I immediately abandoned the keyboard and started using uh, a controller. Well, yeah, so did I. Oh. And you only get four buttons. That's true. I did. Uh, although I, I got, see, I was using the. Um, I went with like a, a ranger style guy, so I was all longsword, bow, and just a tiny, tiny bit of uh, sorcery. And so I was switching between the weapon frequently because all my juggles were contingent on. Uh, you know, hitting guys up with this sweet piercing bow after they were already up in the air. Oh, huh. And then finishing off with, that. like, a lightning bolt before they hit the ground. Yeah, I mean, I, I used daggers for almost the entire game. Oh, man. I used the chakrams for a while. I tried to use fade blades, but their intended purpose is, like, AoE daggers, but their range is really, really small. So I could not find a way to make that work in a way that just didn't feel stupid. Well, I think if uh, I didn't really use the Fable Blades either, but I think that my build might work for that because I he's kind of a he's not straight up rogue, so he's a little tankier than that. Like he's got some some defensive abilities, so I don't know. Maybe I could get in there, do some stuff. Yeah. Hmm. So I don't know. I basically, like I said, it's all longsword and bow because I'm I'm basically Aragorn. I was like and immediately, I'm gonna build me an Aragorn. <laughs> My other disappointment was just that playing as a rogue, there's really very limited stuff in the way of crowd control, which kind of sucks when the only way you can kill a guy is by stunlocking him. Mm. And you can't really stunlock somebody if there's like three other guys in the fight. Yeah. <laughs> so you get a couple moves, most of which are entirely worthless. Like Frost Trap is garbage. Smoke Bomb is amazing. Probably the best skill in the game. <laughs> Especially later on when you can upgrade it to Poison Smoke Bomb. But uh, other than that, like many of the rogue abilities are really weak. 
conceptually, I like the idea of the first one you get where you, you throw out a bunch of dust that staggers a guy. And then if you push the button again, it, it becomes a fan of knives. So it's like a two hit move, which is really neat. But, uh, in practice, I found that to be comparatively weak. It didn't do a lot of damage and the stagger was not long enough. And then like one of the last abilities you get is you do this flip, throw out like, 20 traps at once and that should have been way earlier in the game hmm. so you you basically had a problem with like pacing yeah it's a, i don't know yeah it's the same issue as like the top tier talents like i guess they're supposed to be it should there should be something to look forward to but in order to get those things i would have had to level like six or seven more times i think well i mean but that's kind of i mean it, that goes back to the sort of the the most noticeable weakness of this game is that you're not really drawn into the rest of the environment where all yeah. of these sort of peripheral or top tier skills are going to be made available to you through side quests and things. So like yeah. if you're not really interested in doing that, like in Skyrim, you know, you're ending up being a super high level just because you got sucked into a million different storylines that you just yeah. wanted to finish up because you wanted to see where they would go not really uh, yeah everywhere you go is something that feels really interesting mm -hmm. like in that in skyrim you, you're walking around and you've got the little pictures of areas on your map and you just you're walking towards whatever town you're trying to get to but every time one of those pictures shows up you just instinctively start moving towards it <laughs> yeah like any random ass cave or whatever you're gonna go in it's true but because you need to learn those words in this, the only things caves meant to me was like, oh, I found the cave, now I can fast travel back to town and sell all my gear. And fast travel back to this cave and continue onward. Because there's no way I'm going into this fucking cave. Yeah. It's just a checkpoint, so you can travel yeah, basically. back to the place. I think if you were like 15 years old when this game came out, and you were like, man, I can only buy one video game for the whole year, you would probably be pretty satisfied with this game. But I don't understand why nobody can bring the hands together. Like why is it that, you know, Skyrim has sort of this compelling story that you want to finish, which is really kind of an intangible. Like I can't tell you exactly why Skyrim's story is so much more interesting than Amalur, but it it totally is. But I can also say that the combat in Skyrim is so freaking herky-jerky. It's terrible. It's like, yeah, it's awful. I can't believe that combat is still so bad. They've had <laughs> Probably nearly 20 years to sort it out. I mean, I broke it on the third day when I realized I could enchant things with uh, stamina siphon. Mm -hmm. So I just got two long swords, enchanted both of them with uh, stamina siphon. Or, you know, basically stamina steal where you would steal stamina back from whatever you were attacking. And, and I'm a red guard that does dual heavy wield. Hits. So I would just do adrenaline rush and then yeah. power attack. Like, it's, you're a human blender. Yeah. But there's no satisfaction to it because you're just doing well, the same thing over and over, like waving your swords around wildly. It doesn't feel weird. particularly skillful. All the Elder Scrolls games work. It's just like you find a way to subvert the combat to make it the least miserable. <laughs> like I was talking to a guy at work who was also playing the game, and he kept on complaining. like, man, these dragons are kicking my ass. And I honestly had – I could not even conceive of what he was talking about. I was like, <laughs> I, I don't land know and you why you're having them. so much trouble. <laughs> This game is total baby mode. I haven't had a difficult fight in like 15 hours. Did you ask him if he was walking backwards while swinging a sword? <laughs> were, wait, were you walking backwards? 
<laughs> yeah, it's like, let's think about what we had to do. Well, I mean, every once in a while you'd encounter one of those wizards that did like the ice spike thing, and they would slow you down, and then you'd eventually go to the the cutscene of you falling over, impaled by a million spikes, yeah. one of which probably should have been enough to kill you, because <laughs> they're about the size of your entire torso. Yeah, it's just like. Those are the only hard times. And the only thing I had to do was sprint at that person. Yeah. Like, if I got there first, they were done. Because I would just stagger them with a critical hit. And they'd be like, oh, they'd say some threatening thing. Like, I'm going to mail you back in a box. And I'm like, yeah. really? You're saying that as you're dead. Your you, voice you just didn't say come to on them. until you were dead. <laughs> just say to them, reflect upon your poor life choices that brought you to this moment. <laughs> Especially the last one where you decided to attack me. Yeah, because all these bandits are like rushing out of their hideout to fight me. Yeah, they're so eager for it. <laughs> just like run out onto the plains. I couldn't. Even, I didn't even know they were there. I wasn't sure how they could see me. It's like, <laughs> looks like you chose the wrong path, stranger. And I'm like, uh, correction. Now I'm going to murder you and everyone you love. And I'm going to take everything you've ever owned. <laughs> Your bandit wife. Oh, man. So, yeah. So, yeah, the, the Amalur stuff, it's like, man, you know, not only do they have combos, but they have movesets. Yeah. Even though I wish the movesets were a little in-depth, it practically feels like having a charge move and a, like a, I don't know, I guess, what what, what would you call it, like a pause attack? Like a, an attack based on timing. Yeah. It's, like, unthinkable for an RPG. Like, who would have ever thought to do that in a video game? I mean, they've been doing something similar for a long time. Um, I, it's not straight-up RPG, but it feels like they just kind of borrowed from the the ideas in uh, something like Devil May Cry or even God of War, where you yeah. just have, you know, any adventure game where your your abilities are leveling up. They just took out the complete a level to get an ability and made it, you know, get experience points to get an ability. So you don't have to, like, kill this boss to absorb his powers. Yeah. You know, you kill this boss and eventually make a decision about what skill tree you want to put the points into. Yeah, I do... Man, I, I do really like that you can respec at any time. Like, that's another thing. Like, how the hell has Skyrim just not figured that out? Like, why, why do I keep playing these Bethesda games where... There's no respec option ever. I mean, not that I used it in Kingdoms of Amalur, but maybe ha perhaps had I known about what happens when you go down the Destiny trees, I might have, but I didn't see the point. Mm. If I felt like I was like, well, I'm what am I going to make, like a half-powered rogue mage? Well, if the end result is that you get a poison teleport, then yes. <laughs> That is exactly what I would have done. Well, yeah, but that, I mean, that's kind of fun to just go back and see what's available. Cause... Yeah, and if you approach it from that angle, which I, I will just call the 15-year-old angle, like, here is my $60 for a year's worth of entertainment. Yeah. And Please then you just talk about it. And then you... I can throw countless hours into. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and but I, I don't I don't know. I really, I enjoyed the time I've spent playing it so far. But yeah, I'm not willing to pour out like 60 plus hours doing all the stuff that's available in it. It's just not that compelling. Yeah. I mean, when I got to the end, I was like, well, I didn't stop playing this. So I didn't hate it that much, but I certainly like it. It, it became critical path pretty quickly. Mm. I was like, okay, where's the next story mission? I do not care about any of this shit. <laughs> 
The only reason I picked up quests is so the exclamation points would stop showing up on my map. <laughs> so you'd be able to identify more easily the quest that was completed. Yeah. And they introduce, like, all these characters. It's like, oh, I'm the mysterious girl who knew you from your past life. But I only like, show up, like, four times in the game. It's unfortunate I'm never going to bother to find anything out about you. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. Like, they have all these, like, every character in the game can tell you about every event in the game. <laughs> yeah. And I stopped clicking on that stuff pretty much immediately. Oh. Uh, they're yeah. all, like, they're, like, these working encyclopedias. Oh, because, yeah, the dialogue options are just insane. It's like, tell me about, you know, what happened last week. It's like, well, I had coffee at the shop. It's like, no, no, I meant, like, when this person was murdered. Oh, okay. That's what you meant. Yeah. It's just, like, completely... The story is just so insipid. Like, just not... It's 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 completely unoffensive, but also completely uninspiring. Yeah, it's banal. Like, there was, like, never a moment in that game where I was like, this is something that has piqued my interest. Where if you if you compare it with something like Mass Effect, like last night, I'm hanging out on the Citadel, and you know you can charm or intimidate your way into discounts at all the shops, and the renegade option is ac accuse the clerk of classism, and then you're like, hey, this, this store discriminates against the poor, and you just like start shouting, <laughs> and she's like, shut, shut up, shut up, I'll give you my discount, and you go, well, all right, but you still hurt my feelings, and <laughs> like, that is so funny and clever and really well acted and there was not a single moment like that in Amalur and that mm. was like that was like an armor shop in Mass Effect 2 <laughs> like that wasn't even real dialogue that was well, even it wasn't even the Mass side Effect quest one, like I would uh, I loved exploring the galaxy just to read the like oh, information yeah. about all the different planets like oh, that was actually yeah that was something I noticed the other night I just I was scanning a planet and I was like, well, what's this planet about? And I look at it, and the story of the planet was it existed somewhere pretty far out in the universe. Humanity had legalized or effectively legalized slavery on this planet to because they were in economic competitions with, with the Batarians who have legalized slavery. <laughs> and it just goes into this long discussion of this black mark on uh, human history. And it's just like a planet that you probably would not even go to. Yeah. Like, it, it, you can't land on it. It's just a description. Which so is, yeah. That's those, not, these kind of games need that bread and butter. That's the, the glue that really holds them together. And the, the ones that you always really talk about are the ones that have this sort of almost obsessive uh, um, sort of attention to detail. It's just shocking. Mm. Well, the, I mean, the thing that's weird about it to me is that probably no less effort was put into Amalur. Like, they still certainly have that breadth of content. But the result was so much weaker. Mm. And it's just like, and I think really, aside from Bioware, like, you know, I, I think Skyrim's got some pretty good, like, mise-en-scene. Like, they're, uh, and you wouldn't call it mise-en-scene, but they're like, Location-based storytelling is pretty good, but the actual story they're telling me is kind of like, I don't care. 
Like, yeah. yeah, I guess there's dragons, whatever. And so I really get into the little side stories that Bethesda games have. But for, like, actual voice acting and just, like, moment-to-moment writing, the only company I care about is Bioware. Mm. Like, I can't think of another game where I actually, like, want to hear the writing. Mm. I mean, oh, like, overall, like, Bethesda games will have ideas that I think are compelling, but listening to the characters convey those ideas, I'm kind of like, whatever, okay, fine. And I think on that scale, Kingdoms of Amalur is far at the lowest, which is, like, sad. I mean, the game designer was like, dude came from Elder Scrolls. <laughs> like, <laughs> just lightning doesn't always strike twice. But I guess, well, yeah, but, I, well, I mean, he. But the game is the strongest part. Yeah, and it's it's a. I mean, it's a cultural thing too. When you make these huge games, there has to be some kind of buy-in. And I mean, that's probably part of the problem. Like you're you're dealing with this genre that spans so many aspects of video games. Like we don't complain about Devil May Cry the same way you would complain about uh, Kingdoms of Amalur, even yeah. if the story is lame. Well, it's all action, and we're expecting an action game, so we don't even judge it on that criteria. Hmm. Uh, but you know, in something like Amalur, where you're, you have this mix of combat, RPG elements, and story. It's you know, the three have to come together in sort of a magical way to make it really awesome. Yeah, it has to get really lucky, and that didn't even happen in the first Mass Effect. Like nobody looks back fondly on the first Mass Effect's combat. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, and maybe maybe it was just luck that Mass Effect Two turned out as well as it did. Well, no, but uh, I think they just, you know, you've already got your solid team. The story in Mass Effect 1 was good. Yeah. Um, oh, and that last freaking cutscene was so epic. God, I still remember that. Which one? After you've killed, or you're, like, ramming your ship into the mouth of the Citadel to intercept the... Oh, yeah. Yeah, to intercept Sovereign. Yeah. That's <laughs> just so... Like, they got this epic music playing. I was like, oh, my gosh. I always like how... When, I always liked when you beat Mass Effect 1, it just shows your dude like in front of a planet. Yes. <laughs> like forever. It's like how in, in Final Fantasy 7 after the credits, it would just be that like field of stars mm. that like never stopped. And you were like, maybe, maybe I could, maybe I should wait. Uh, <laughs> maybe something's going to happen. Boom, I don't boom, know. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, I just wish everything else in the game was better. Yeah, they the the con. I mean, I, yeah, I really I really like the game, the actual gameplay elements of the game. Well, the, my concern is that if the story stuff wasn't there, it wouldn't bother me. I wouldn't be like, hey, where's all the story stuff? There should be more story stuff in here. But because it is there and I can't avoid it, it starts to grate on me. <laughs> yeah, you're sort of forced to interact with it. It's like, why are you making me do this? It's like a bully. Stop reading the dialogue boxes. I can't. You're making me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but I can skip through them as fast as possible. Yes, X, 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 X. But I, you know, I did like a lot of the, the rows get this sort of dash behind a dude move, which I think was horrendously mana inefficient. Like, I could only do it once. So it probably <laughs> wasn't that valuable. But from, like, a core satisfaction level, you get you behind a guy, like, you mostly use it on the really big ogres. Mm-hmm. And then once you're hitting them in the back, they just get stun-locked, and it's just over. Well, yeah. Then you're doing your your sweet, sweet rogue double damage from behind action. Yeah, and I really like that um, 
like you, the like push it to the limit thing you do with the the fate shift. Oh yeah, where it's like, how many guys can I get in here, and I will wait until the very last second to end the quick time event and like risk it every time trying to get more experience. Yeah, and then you got to mash it out. Yeah, as stupid as it is, and like that ridiculous. You know, you're just hitting a button over and over again. How come you don't think this is boring? Every time that happened in Amalar, I was super pumped. I was like getting ready for the end. I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna. Well, you have to you have to psych yourself up because it's a different button every time. Yeah. You're like, I want that hundred <laughs> percent. I want it so bad. Oh, I mean, that's just something. I feel like that's something very visceral. Because that goes back to the days where you're like, you get up in the boss's face in Mega Man so that you can have more than one bullet on the screen at a time. Yeah, and yeah. Just mash it out. <laughs> That's yeah. That's a really apt comparison. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> Amalur has its problems. Um, I think it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, the combat is certainly head and shoulders above any any other game of its type that's out there. Like Mass Effect, probably has you know the combat is good, but it's just a, a totally different style. It's well, not yeah. really the same. Guns. Yeah, like guns and cover, and you know black holes being spawned by alien seductresses yeah <laughs> in the bedroom <laughs> black holes code <laughs> black holes my vagina oh man do we even have vaginas we're like blue alien people <laughs> yeah who cares well you probably should care Let's get some weird disease down there yeah <laughs> you you have alien std <laughs> <laughs> they call it the singularity <laughs> now you can yeah you go leave. to the free clinic on the citadel uh, i'm sorry to tell you 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 have singularity is it, is <laughs> what it does bad that mean? doc uh yes your entire being will be pulled into a single point at your junk <laughs> also it probably burn when you pee for a while <laughs> for a little while but then it won't because you'll exist as a single atom <laughs> A string of atoms being shot out somewhere into the cosmos. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I would say check this game out as a rental or something extremely cheap. Like, this is we're coming up upon like a lot of video games. Oh yeah. Released. It does. Does EA publish Mass Effect? Yeah. Oh yeah. Just that's why it's on Origin. Yeah, that's Mass why. Effect Three. That's what you should. You should probably save your money, and then when you're done with that, go out and check out Kings of Amalur. Unless you, you know, hooked it up. Unless you really need to uh, play another fantasy style RPG with good combat. God, it's so disappointing that like Skyrim and this game are sort of at opposite ends of a continuum. Yeah, it's like ah, put those hands together. Yeah, for real. Come on, guys, you can do it. I believes in you. Oh well. I, I, I want to thank, thank Nino again for his patronage. <laughs> it's always nice. Uh, when fans give a little back, it was really generous of him. And, and since his name is Nino, I will always think of him as Nino Brown from New Jack City. <laughs> Am I my brother's keeper? <laughs> uh, if only every day included CMB, a New Jack City reference. Cash money brothers. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris Rock in an inexplicable dramatic role. Yeah, well, I think well, that was like, it, it might not have been his first role, but it was really, really early in his career. 
I guess he was he was in uh, I'm gonna get you sucko before that, which is where the like cheap yeah, but homeless the, you can't guy compare him in from. New Jack City to him in I'm gonna oh, no, get I'm not, you sucker. I, I mean, I'm not saying that uh, that they're comparable. Obviously, one's a comedy. But I was just saying that's like one of the first things he was in. Yeah, no, I agree. that's weird though. I mean, I guess he, the first movie he was in was Crush Groove, where he was pursing standing next to phone during fight in club. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was six years before New Jack City, where he played Pookie uh, and got blown up or killed. I guess. I guess he got killed and then they blew up. I don't know. Drugs ain't a white thing or a black thing. It's a death thing. <laughs> Death don't care what color you are. Uh, what was I going to say? I had one more th- oh, yeah, I wanted to give big ups to people who actually bought shirts recently. Dominic, who made me write six fl- 600 lines of address because he's in the UK. <laughs> but he bought two, and I was like, I recognize this name, and I, I just searched my email for it. And sure enough, he had bought one shirt probably when they first came out so that that's that is patronage so i'll say i appreciate your patronage uh again even though it's a little cheesy but you don't need to feel obligated to buy more shirts if you already have a shirt like i'm really happy that you did i'm really glad to have more money in my pocket in these trying economic no, I'm times presents for friends I don't yeah, think he probably. just wants more than one shirt. Although they are, I'm wearing it right now. Actually, they are good shirts. They're very durable. Mine's held up very well. Uh, and then, but yeah, uh, it's also the other just dude, awesome. Also, Devin bought it. Dude, watching the streams was like, "Why you make bad shirt design? How am I gonna buy that?" I was like, "Quit hating." What? Peter. Are they it's, serious? It's fine. This is a John Scabler original. Yeah, it's gonna be worth it's, tens of dollars someday. Yeah. Well, let's see. It's already worth tens of dollars. Tens of more dollars. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I wanted to thank Dominic and Devin for buying shirts. And if you buy a shirt, maybe I'll thank you on the podcast, too. And then I can eat. <laughs> or, more specifically, you somebody buys two shirts for $30, and I just convert that money right into Resident Evil Revelations for the 3DS. <laughs> which I <laughs> just, uh, Yeah, the, the shirts are a Resident Evil production engine. Man, GameFi has got such a good scam with that, like, you have $5 coupon that's about to expire. I'm like, oh, I better spend it now. And I, <laughs> that I usually, does not work. I, I see that every day. I delete that email. Yeah, like, I usually yeah, don't spend GameFly? it. I mean, because the way it works, that $5 coupon just keeps rolling. Well, like, you just get a new one It expires in three months, and you get a new one. Yeah. Uh, so I usually don't buy it, but I kept being on the fence about Resident Evil being like, uh... I kind of feel like I could get enough life out of this game to actually buy it instead of rent it. And when they sent me that email, I was like, okay, <laughs> you got me. <laughs> but, you know, the I bugs are working. Game for like the bugs in your brain. 25 bucks. So that's nice. I did download the Gamefly off. computer client because they had some sweepstakes. Um, I probably won't win, but it gave me an extra entry to download the client and then put a code into their <laughs> Facebook page. So, if you're interested in potentially winning some sweet stuff, you should probably go yeah. check that out. I mean, I probably wouldn't go that far, but I did notice that you can download a lot of free PC games from them now, which is sort of a cool way to expand their service. And sort of like they've just in- incorporated GameTap into it. Yeah. Uh, and, and just browsing through the list, I mean, most of it was garbage, but there were 
a fair handful of games that you would consider like classics from the the golden age of PCs. So it's not it's worth a look. Just I just can't imagine that model working the same way, you know, because you can't buy a physical product really anymore, it, and publishers aren't going to give you their game. Yeah. You know, especially since EA now has their own distribution through Origin, Steam is still around. Like, that is going to be a tough road to hoe. Yeah. Well, what can you do? Anyway, do we got emails? I could check to see if there's like one good one to read. And somebody said, thanks for streaming Chrono Trigger, and was like, you know, filleting us with, with his words. Which I appreciate, but doesn't really need to be read on the podcast. Just, I'm sorry if if filleting uh, <laughs> is like too strong a word. If that offends you, Josh. But he said he's like, oh, it's my favorite uh, game. That's funny, and I love it. I bought it on like everything. Uh, but he in his PS, which is why I'm reading this, he says, "Tell Joel to say his patented oh no, oh no, war on the podcast." Uh, and well, there's just not that many moments that call for it. Yeah, it's got to feel natural. It's got to happen when it happens. Uh, this one's pretty important. Brendan says, well, he says, I love you guys. You guys are crazy funny. But the matter at hand, are you guys aware that a live-action Wild movie came out in... Two- Wild 7 movie came out in 2011? If so, will you guys review it for the benefit of all your loving fans? Uh, if you don't remember, because I did not, <laughs> Wild 7 is... The one that had Hibopi in it. Oh yes. So the, yeah. No, I knew what the motorcycle police. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't remember it until I googled it. I was like, "Wild is <laughs> is that the Guitar Wolf movie?" <laughs> so I will look into getting that. Hopefully, it's fan sub. Maybe it does not even need to be fan sub. <laughs> <laughs> Just watch it anyway. I wonder who they got to play Hibopi because he's supposed to be white, and you know. Yeah. <laughs> They gotta find. So they should just get John Goodman in there. If it was John Goodman, how amazing would that be? Yeah. Whatever. And I will. I will read one long. This is a fairly long email, so it can be the last one. Gilbert Suarez says, "This may be my last transmission, but I feel like I have created something that should not be in the hands of humans. I don't know what possessed me to create this. During college, I used to work part time at a bakery, so I know the basics about baking. I'm confident to deviate to make weird things." It was this last New Year's Eve, and I was making banana bread for my New Year's party, which means my friends and I play bad fighting games most of the night, and, like the white trash I am, I had been drinking wheat grain alcohol and energy drinks, <laughs> an evil four loco, if you will. <laughs> it is in this drunken charge haze that I can only liken to Akuma's dark hado. <laughs> I decided I was going all out. I made a foot-long loaf of banana bread, and in that insane state of mind, cut it like you would a hoagie. I then scooped four large scoops of chocolate ice cream and threw them in the banana bread like you would meatballs. <laughs> this needed sauce. Chocolate sauce. <laughs> I drizzled it all over the bread and ice cream. This needs more fixings. I sliced strawberries and threw them on top. The darkness in my heart and mind were commanding me to add more to this demonic concoction. So whipped cream was added. Then at the risk of summoning the god of diabetes... <laughs> I sprinkled a finer layer of sprinkles, toffee bits, and chocolate chips. I cannot lie. As I sliced this up and prepared to eat a part of this thing that would no doubt shorten my life by decades, I felt a twinge of fear. I bit into it. (laughs) Holy crap, this was the most delicious dessert ever. Not sure if I was slightly confused by the alcohol or what, but I felt like I had created something good for once. (laughs) 
<laughs> until the next morning when I felt like I wasn't just hungover, but I'd skipped over the pussy diabetes one and two and invented the all new diabetes type six pancreatic prison rape. Even as the hangover went away, I still felt like a sugar crash was in for me about a week afterwards. 2012 might not be the end of the world for everyone else, but it surely could be for the end of me. Oh, that's weird. His name is Gilbert in the email, but he signs it Mike. <laughs> Maybe this is Gilbert's last will and testament as <laughs> Mike is mostly entrusted to communicate it to us. Uh, that is crazy. <laughs> uh, and well written. Congratulations. Yeah. That was fun to read. Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> That's nuts. I, I just applaud your tenacity in eating a sandwich made of ice cream because that seems like it would be basically impossible. What do you mean? You eat ice cream sandwiches all the time. Well... That is true. I specifically <laughs> eat ice cream sandwiches all the time. Um, but the, just like, okay, so imagine, so you know you're eating your meatball hoagie. So you're chilling with your girl and the phone rings. And she picks it up and says, stop playing around with my daughter. And she says, but my dad is dead. Then who was phone? <laughs> uh, no, if you're eating a sandwich with a meatball hoagie, you gotta like, you know, you gotta like mine those meatballs the whole time so they right. don't fall out. It's true. So I'm just thinking the same thing would happen except that the ice cream would be melting precipitously while you were eating the sandwich. Most likely. So I think it takes a special sort of man to sort of keep that all together. Uh, I wish I could do something that great once in my life. The, uh, the other night, Gratz and I, we went out to the sushi place we like and they didn't have the, the soy milk pudding so we cried and then we were like we really want dessert well what are we gonna do we're gonna make brownies from scratch why the fuck not do it so we discovered how to make brownies without using like brownie mix which isn't all that different because brownie mix is just you know the mixture of a couple things you put into the brownies uh so you're really just saving yourself like two or three steps but the taste was excellent but I think we did not put enough, like, flour or baking powder, I guess. You know, those sort of, like, rising ingredients. So they were, like, really dense. Oh, like geez. They, they were, like, the brownies were, like, two centimeters tall. So you made, still, like, fudge? Yeah, they were packed with, like, the same amount of flavor. <laughs> you created dark matter brownies. I was uh, sitting at home last night, and we still have. I've been eating them on occasion, just noshing when I have the time. And I noted there were two servings of brownies left last night and enough ice cream for two servings of brownies. And I just said, fuck it, I'm fat and alone and <laughs> just ate it all. <laughs> I was like, I could have spread this out to another day, but I'm just going to do it now. Who am I fooling? So that's um, like, um, yeah, that's um, my um, most um. recent tale of ice cream decadence, which is not nearly on that level. I'm surprised that he had like all these this equipment on hand, like... I don't have chocolate sauce or toffee bits in my general yeah, what, vicinity. What do you have, like a freaking Baskin Robbins bar in your kitchen? <laughs> Shouldn't he? Shouldn't we all? Like, yeah. You're making a salad. This is and America. You like flip open the top of the brownie bits container, <laughs> sprinkle some out. Well, this, this spinach salad is missing something. I've got you know some onion, some spinach. I always feel when I go to a place like um, brownie like red mango one of those like yogurt places and they ask if you want any toppings i feel like that is a trap 
Like, if I ask for brownie bits on my yogurt, I will be arrested. They just say, get out of They hit you in the face with it. <laughs> they throw it in your face, and then they give you a towel and say, wipe that off and don't taste it. <laughs> We're no, watching Then, then they call the cops and say, you stole this yogurt. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> this guy stole it. It's all over his face, and he didn't pay for it. It's like, I just, I wanted some chocolate chips and the yogurt. The cop's like, my God. He just hits you in the head with a nightstick. <laughs> I'm sorry. On the topic of, like eating things before paying for them i was at a pharmacy uh the other day picking up a prescription so the dude's waiting for a prescription in front of me and as he's paying for the prescription he holds up an empty cat candy wrapper between two fingers and just has her scan it and i was like that's actually kind of baller dude i've done that before Start drinking a soda while in the store. I am always horrified that i'm gonna get like clapped in irons if i do that yeah. It's like, hey, what are you doing drinking that soda? It's like, I'm, I'm like, I'm sorry, it. I was going to pay for it. They're like, no, you're just fat. I'm sorry. I'm fat. And they're like, oh, okay. We're sorry to have bothered you, sir. Yeah, Clearly, I just fat. wanted to make sure you knew. Oh, man. But, yeah, I mean, that, that email, there's certainly nothing that could follow it this week. That's true. Well played, Mike slash Gilbert. Yeah. Mikey G. MG, GM. I like GM better. Yeah, like General Motors. General Manager. General Mills. General Mills is probably appropriate given the content of his story. Yeah, (laughs) it's like you're you're having my new dessert hoagie cereal. Uh, It is just a box constructed around a dessert hoagie. The grocery store, you're going to look in the freezer. Banana bread chocolate ice cream meatball sub. What? (laughs) Well... It's here, right? This is why they call them impulse purchases. Now let me just shoot myself in the gut and finish eating this so that I die quickly as opposed to suffer whatever effects this dessert will have on my body. The the clerk gives you like a a sad, knowing look. It's like, well, we've really enjoyed your patronage here. (laughs) Is it the cancer? Yeah, it's malignant. Yeah. I'm just going to eat this banana bread. Chocolate ice cream hoagie, call it a, a life. All right. Enders are playing. <laughs> you want to clap? Yeah, let's clap. Let's do it. One, two, three. Oh, man. I hope they decide to play Street Fighter tonight. I would really like to play some Street Fighter. Uh, I say push for it. I will. It'll probably have to happen later, though, because we're doing um, my birthday dinner. This evening, so probably won't be till like nine. Nice dude. Happy birthday! Yay! One year closer to death. <laughs> it's cool. It is cool. Still got plenty to go. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna live to be like eighty. Uh, someday, it's my fondest hope that I'll live to crap in a bag. Sounds good to me. <laughs> All right, word. Catch you later. All right, later, dude.